Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September 27th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips always. Best of all, it's all about God, family, and country. How do you like that? You know what, folks? There's so much to cover, so little time. First of all, um, I was not live Saturday. I've been out of town working on some projects, etc. So there's a few Saturdays that I haven't been live. Normally, we're live six days a week on your radio. Thanks for your patience, for your understanding. Sometimes you just need a couple of days off and a couple of weekends to yourself, etc. There's been a lot of logistics relating to the 25th year anniversary of Liberty Roundtable Live. There's been a lot of issues with some internal family uh, situations for several of us staff members for uh, the Liberty Roundtable Live talk show and more. So thanks for your patience with that. But we were live Friday. We did have on Chris Carlson a discussion of all things Liberty. And we talked in detail about the cult of politics. When devotion to principles devolves into a cult of party and personalities, a once Christian nation loses its way. Amen to that, Chris. You're spot on, sir. A cult, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs or by its common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. Boy, howdy, is the COVID cult live and well, isn't it? All about the vaccines. No other solutions are possible. George Washington doubled down. However, political parties may now and then answer popular ends. In other words, hey, right now parties may seem to be good, says George Washington. They're likely in the course of time and things to become potent engines think about this, by which cunning, ambitious, <clears throat> they say cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men and women will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and to usurp for themselves the reins of government, destroying afterwards the very engines which have put them into power in the first place. Bottom line is parties seem great now, says George Washington, but look out, they will bite the hand that feeds you. They're dangerous. Ron Paul. Uh, we talked about Ron Paul and how he got beat up in the South Carolina debate. Yeah, it was 2012, and he talked about the golden rule, treating other nations as we would like to be treated, and the audience literally booed him. 
Now, sadly, there were provocateurs that booed him at the start. At the end, people clapped, though. So it's hard for me to tell what the truth is. I think people were told to boo Ron Paul on cue. But that's just my humble opinion. CEO Dan Price doing a phenomenal job. Took a $1 million pay cut. Gave all of his employees a minimum of $70,000. They even went through tough times. And six years later, thriving. Doing very well. Phenomenal. We also took the Jeff Fox where the you know you're a redneck if to a different level. We talked about you know you're a political cult member if. Check it out. Fascinating radio. We finished up by talking about the John Birch Society's Freedom Index, which rates Congress based on their adherence to constitutional principles, a limited government fiscal responsibility, national sovereignty, and avoiding foreign entanglements. Critical key points. JBS and their Freedom Index doing a phenomenal job with that. That was the first hour. The second hour, we had on Dr. Scott Bradley with us, freedomsrisingsun.com, his website, his collegiate series, and lifelong goal to preserve the nation. And we talked to Dr. Scott Bradley about Ron Paul. This could get much worse. Evidence is mounting, ladies and gentlemen, that Anthony Fauci and his buddies have put the entire world in a very dire situation. And they all simply need to be shut down. Reports are coming out now in the foreign press that Fauci connected Dr. Peter Daszak. He's the head of, quote, EcoHealth Alliance, was proposing what would amount to, quote, germ warfare, biological warfare, ladies and gentlemen, by spraying, they call them chimeric coronaviruses, into the air to infect bats. He was asking for our money, tax dollars, to pay for his agenda. In fact, Peter Daszak revealed in recently released video footage from a global health conference held back in 2017 that work on coronaviruses in China was paid for under the direction of Anthony Fauci through the National Institutes of Health. The medical tyrants, ladies and gentlemen, are leading this country off a cliff. While Congress sits back and lets it happen, they do nothing. Reports are coming out that there's even more viruses created by Fauci and Dasek and others. Some viruses that were designed by Fauci and his buddies at the Wuhan lab, they're going to be more contagious. Mr. Fauci, who has been the director of the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases since 1984, apparently stayed silent during Oval Office meetings at the White House at the start of the pandemic. He was silent about the risky research that was underway at the Wuhan labs funded by us tax dollars, instigated by Anthony Fauci and Peter Daszak. There you have it. We have to stop this, quote, scientific dictatorship before it cannot be undone. Yeah, so there you have that. Now, Florida acquires monoclonal antibodies from LaxoSmithKline after the rationing by the Biden administration.
TheEpicTimes.com with that piece. This is serious, ladies and gentlemen. Serious indeed. Wow. So all kinds of things going on, but more and more and more information about Anthony Fauci and Peter Daszak's criminal activity. And literally, they created gain-of-function research with our tax dollars. That turned into gain-of-function weaponizing of viruses. That turned into, in my humble opinion, to which I'm entitled, a intentional release around the world of coronavirus. Now you have more and more and more strains, or whatever you want to call them, variants, that morph. And now we've got a massive problem around the world, all funded by your tax dollars, all instigated by Anthony Fauci and Peter Daszak and others, in bed with the communist Chinese. And no one seems to want to touch Fauci. They act like he's holier than thou, above it all. Even Trump didn't have the guts to take on Fauci. It's a sad tale to tell, ladies and gentlemen. It is just brutal. Anyway, our prayers are the truth comes out. Our prayers are that people can become well. Our prayers are that these alternative treatments that seem to be shut down by your government everywhere, uh, that we can get those treatments because they are the answers. They are the solutions. And I wouldn't really like to believe that the government did this on purpose of the United States, but when it's funded by our tax dollars, when it's instigated by our representatives, Anthony Fauci, when they're in bed with Peter Daszak and the communist Chinese government, and they worked in a lab, they lied about it and said it was a wet market or a meat market for literally 18 months, proven that Fauci knew different and lied when they lie about masks, when they lie, lie, lie about these alternative treatments, when they down every treatment that can help you, but praise vaccines to the hilt, they let people die left and right, then they use these numbers against everybody saying, oh my gosh, the death toll is so bad, we've got to crack down. Everything points to intentionality. Our guest, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, thanks for having me, Sam. It's a pleasure. Doesn't everything point to intentionality at this point? I mean, everything that can help people, they jettison. I mean, right now, they're making emergency, you know, bioweapon vaccines for a bioweapon disease they created. Every time we turn around, we catch them lying. Then we try to have natural health and healing solutions that could really bless people and simple, time-tested medications that could help people. And the government downs every one of them. And then if you're not vaccinated, they don't even want to help you in the hospital. I mean, at some point, you got to accept that this is intentional, Lol. Yeah, it is very intentional. I think uh, clearly, more more clearly every week, Sam, uh, we, we, we realize it is intentional. In fact, there's another story we'll be talking about shortly that it reveals that Fauci knew how much damage uh, that remdesivir was causing two years before he made the recommendation that it alone be used in American hospitals to treat COVID-19. It is sickening. It is true and uh, very intentional, Sam. Uh, I don't even know how to respond to some of this because it's almost impossible to believe your government would intentionally let this happen globally when there's so much death, so much illness. And then they're literally telling you that everybody who doesn't go along with their narrative is the terrorist. Those are yeah. the things that make me believe it's intentional. Why would they deny us treatments and call us who tell the truth on this terrorists if it wasn't intentional? All right, Lowell Nelson with us, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable, nationally syndicated, globally distributed talk show live. I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty 
carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. This is really hard to even work through together, ladies and gentlemen, because when you realize your government has intentionally done this, funding it with our money, Letting Anthony Fauci run amok with Peter Daszak, run amok with the communist Chinese, run amok with these Wuhan labs. And you get more and more and more details about they wanted to do gain of function research. They accomplished it. Their research was successful. They created a gain of function bioweapon. They turned a virus into a massively transmittable, very uh, deadly in many cases, bioweapon. And then not only that, Fauci said, if it leaks, who cares? It's still worth it. Well, now, whether it was leaked or intentionally released doesn't even matter to this point almost. But I say it was intentionally released. Why do I say that? Because if it wasn't intentionally released, you would think that all governments around the world would do all they could. They would do all they could to provide relief. Any solution you could come up with that seems to help, why not try it? You're going to die anyway. You're on death's door at a hospital. And the hospital says, no. No, we're not even going to try that. I know it's worked for a lot of people. I know a lot of physicians swear by it, but we're not going to do it. Sorry. That tells me it's intentional. Why would you deny treatment? Well, if, you, if it leaked from a lab, you wouldn't do that if you cared. If your first goal was first do no harm as the physician's creed goes. But if you released it on purpose and your goal was to have people die, then you'd be like, hey, we're going to deny the treatment as well. They'll try everything else. They'll try viruses. They'll try monoanaclonal uh, antibodies. They'll try all these other things that are test, untested and unproven. But you know what? Beware of, how do you call this thing? Remdesivir. Redesimer. That's how you say it. Redesimer. Beware of the mRNA vaccines. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. I want to jump to your number four item first, Lowell, because it relates so much to what we're talking about. Fauci knew and knows. And again, this points to my point. It's intentional. Lowell? You're absolutely right, Sam. This is a shocking story, but a true one. Um, this, uh, this little article was posted at lourockwell.com. Just a very brief few lines by Paul Craig Roberts. But he there are links to a video of uh, of a doctor artist uh, being is an hour long video hour long interview um, done by a, a, a team in Germany. These are uh, a team of lawyers in Germany that were interviewing this doctor. In fact, and they had the medical specialists on with them to ask technical questions. Um, but this doctor artist, uh, he's a holistic practitioner. I think he's uh, from here. I think I think he's American. Uh, he got into health and nutrition, Sam, in order to help his sister beat um, systemic lupus. And so his sister, you know, this, so he was just coming out of school. He's a young, young buck, uh, you know, and coming out of high school or college or something. And his sister had this systemic lupus so that she couldn't really function. I mean, it was really bad. And the, the doctors told her that, you know, she, she would never be able to have children that uh, they could really do nothing for her, that she would uh, spend the rest of her life uh, taking, you know, these these drugs to ease the pain, and but she was basically stuck with with uh, her her diagnosis forever for the rest of her life. Well, this got Dr. Artist uh, really uh, interested in nutrition, and uh, and so he jumped into health nutrition and. And learned everything he possibly could. He went through, I, I, you know, as a as a nature path, you know, all of the schooling and about uh, that he could get uh, and, and training he could get about treating these kinds of illnesses in naturally. Uh, he became a, a chiropractor. He 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 knows, uh, you know, all kinds of alternative treatments. And so he then helped his sister. And lo and behold, uh, you know, 10 years later now, her, his sister is 34 years old. She is married, and she just had her fourth child in October. And, and, and so, she, in other words, she beat the lupus, and she went on to have children, to be married. She has a happy family, and she has put in, in her rearview mirror all of the, you know, pharmaceutical, all of the allopathy that, from the doctors who told her she would never, you know, have children, never, never be able to beat this systemic lupus. Well, so that's the background on Dr. Ardis. And, um, you know, and so he began wondering just a, a year or two ago, I don't know how, but, but somewhat recently, I think it was just this year, he began wondering why the doctors, oh, I know, he, he began wondering when the doctors in New York were treating the, the COVID patients, and then the COVID patients in New York were suffering renal failure. And he thought to himself, why in the world are they suffering kidney, kidney failure because they're being treated for COVID? And the doctors in New York were saying, well, this has never happened before. We've never had a virus attack the kidneys before. This doesn't make sense, you know. And then, but, but Dr. Artis realized that that it wasn't the virus, it wasn't COVID virus attacking the, the kidneys, it was the treatment uh, that were there was being administered to these COVID patients in New York that was attacking the kidneys. 
well, how did he know that? Because his father-in-law had been treated um, uh, earlier in the year by the allopathy, and he had died. He had died like on day nine or something, just, and he had died from, from renal failure, and he, he found out the doctors were treating his father-in-law with um, uh, some drug. I don't remember the name of it, but he thought, well, maybe these the New York doctors are using the same drug. Turns out that they were using remdesivir on the COVID patients in New York, and, and uh, they were losing patients uh, right and left. Well, so he went to the CDC website uh, to, 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 to read the protocols, the treatment protocols that the CDC was recommending. Well, the CDC website referred him to the NIH website, that's the National Institutes of Health website, for the treatment protocol, and there he found that Fauci had declared that remdesivir is the only treatment to be used in America. He says you cannot use hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine, but you have to use remdesivir. And in fact, remdesivir, by the way, he found out, was never approved for use. Remdesivir has never been approved by the FDA for use. And yet Fauci was declaring that it was the only treatment to be used here in America. And then uh, on this NIH website was a link to two research studies allegedly proving that remdesivir was effective. Well, Dr. Artis clicked on the link and he read the two research papers. The first was, was research on the Ebola virus and they used four different drugs in the trials um, to treating Ebola patients. This was several years ago, I think two or three years ago. And six months into the study, the safety monitoring board found that remdesivir and a, another drug that Fauci had, had submitted for the study, the safety board took those drugs out of the study even before it ended because some of the patients were dying. Now, the second trial that he read, he clicked on and read, was a trial of 53 patients from three different countries over 28 days. That was the study. And a third, Sam, a third of those patients experienced one of, four, of the four fatal uh, problems, uh, it was either multiple organ failure or acute kidney failure or septic shock or hypotension. One of those four, the, the one-third of the patients uh, in this 53-patient trial uh, experienced one of these four uh, um, fatal uh, problems. And several had to be taken off the drugs after the first week. And so th that's why Dr. Artis, <clears throat> he said Fauci knew. He absolutely knew that remdesivir was deadly two years before he mandated for COVID in all hospitals in America. Right? He knew that because the, the very studies that he cited showing that the, the remdesivir was effective actually showed that remdesivir was deadly. And they killed. Um, in other words, uh, they had all know, kinds of studies, and if you dig into the studies, they tried to use the studies to justify to justify yeah. this remdesivir. Uh, but it turns mm -hmm. out the studies proved the deaths related to it uh, the other way around, right? Exactly right, Sam. And so the highlights of this um, video interview, it's an hour-long interview. I listened to most of it last night. 
it's just shocking. Uh, to, to well, learn and this, this is but, and this is why I claim that it's intentional because any doctor that stands mm-hmm. up to, with the truth, now this doctor, what is it, artist? Artist. Mm-hmm. Artist. Yeah. Okay, doctor artist. Sadly, um, the career of that doctor will just be destroyed. They'll just be marginalized. Oh, All the frontline mm-hmm. doctors have been. Doctor Pierre Corey yeah. testifying before Congress, begging. Begging, I can't do this anymore, said the doctor. There's solutions for this. But, of course, deaf ears, destroy careers, and more. That's why I'm convinced this stuff is intentional. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson on your radio. Campaignforliberty.org. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas admitted Sunday that the vast majority of Haitian migrants who illegally crossed the southern U.S. border have been admitted into the United States. Not knowing the exact number, he guesstimated 10 to 12,000. An Amtrak passenger train carrying roughly 150 people derailed in Montana. At least three souls were killed while others were injured. The train was traveling westbound from Chicago to Washington State on Saturday when it derailed near Joplin, Montana in the north-central part of the state. It reportedly included two locomotives and ten cars as eight of them derailed. A California restaurant has banned under 18-year-olds unless they're accompanied by an adult because of theft and disrespecting employees. Red Rooster Burgers and Brew, which is located in Garden Valley, about an hour's drive northeast of Sacramento, announced the decision in a recent Facebook post, saying it had tolerated the juvenile behavior for two years. USA Radio News. Are you on Medicare or soon to go on? Some important news from Newsmax. The Medicare Board of Trustees just released a report saying it will run out of money in 2026. It's happening sooner than imagined. All this week, Grant Stinchfield reveals the shocking story of Medicare abuse. He talks to the insiders, tells you what happened, and shows you how you can protect your insurance. Watch Stinchfield's Medicare abuse series on Newsmax at 8 p.m. Eastern. Newsmax is America's fastest-growing cable news channel. It's on every major cable system. Just check your cable guide. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call your operator or switch to a service that does. Get Newsmax on most streaming services or download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. It takes just seconds. Newsmax covers the big stories you need to know. Medicare is in real trouble. Get the facts about your insurance. Watch Stinchfield on Newsmax tonight. The House will vote on Thursday on the Senate-passed partisan infrastructure bill. That's the smaller one, pushing back an original plan vote for Monday. Jeremy Scott from the Oregon USA Radio News Bureau has more. Three major bills expected to come to the House floor this week, including the $1 trillion infrastructure package. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says it will pass this week. We're going to pass the bill this week. Uh, uh, I promised that we would bring the bill to the floor. That was according to the language that those who wanted this to be brought to the floor tomorrow wrote into the rule. We will bring the bill to the floor tomorrow for for, um, consideration. Speaker Pelosi on ABC's This Week, she says the social spending package of $3.5 trillion is likely to be less than that because of some opposition from Democratic lawmakers. The other bill is funding to prevent a government shutdown.
A wild finish on Sunday Night Football last night. The Packers came back to beat the 49ers 30-28. to USA Radio News. So when Fauci knew two years before, ladies and gentlemen, about how deadly remdesivir is because of the studies, and then he mandates that as the only treatment to be used in American hospitals, and now, ladies and gentlemen, you realize how deadly it is based on the studies and that there's not really any effectiveness, and that the deadliness of the remdesivir uh, is the early way that they uh, ratcheted up the deaths to make this a pandemic in the first place, at some point you go, this is all intentional. You can't think anything but the more you dig into this. Lowell Nelson. Well, exactly right, Sam. In fact, the story that we've been talking about, Dr. Artis reporting on this incredible uh, treachery, um, he, he, he it sort of reminds me of, of, uh, this, of Kate Daly and, and her husband. When Kate Daly took her husband into the hospital, the hospital personnel attempted to follow what they called the COVID protocol. The COVID protocol is what's published by the, the CDC, and they're, they're asking all doctors in America, nurses and doctors all throughout the country, to use remdesivir. Uh, you can go to the, the website right now, which I, I went to, the CDC website, the COVID-19 treatment deadlines, table A, the very top recommendation is remdesivir, 200 milligrams uh, Roman numeral four once, and remdesivir 100 milligrams. Oh, it's IV. That's what it is. A remdesivir uh, I, uh, 100 milligram IV once daily for four days, or until hospital discharge. Treatment may be extended for up to 10 days. Um, if the patient progresses to more severe illness, complete the course of remdesivir. Blah blah blah. And it goes on that multiple. Anyway, what I'm saying is that it's on their website right now that. You, that you know to use recommending all doctors in America to use remdesivir as a treatment protocol for COVID, and yet this doctor they, is, is saying remdesivir is a killer. Well, it was, certainly was for a third of the 53 patients in that in that study. They they died. What did they die of? Well, multiple organ failure, acute kidney failure, septic shock, shock, or hypotension. Uh, were, were the killers there, and, and all of them were taking this remdesivir. So for at least a third of the people in the trial, it killed them. It was a killer. Now, the highlights of this of this uh, interview, this hour-long interview, um, uh, were, were just very brief here, but let me, let me walk through them. No pregnant woman should take the vaccine. I mean, so they talk about that in the interview, right? No pregnant woman should take the vaccine. Um, uh, and then the second point he made was that if you have COVID, do not go to the hospital. They will kill you. Their protocol, and we've been, that's what we've been talking about right here, the protocol of, of remdesivir, their protocol results in death. Well, it certainly did for up to a third of the people in their, in their, uh, in their trial. The third bullet point here is do not accept treatment with remdesivir. Remdesivir poisoning gave authorities the death they needed to create a fear panic. Just what you said, Sam, is they, they used the vaccine to, to create
create all of these problems. Now they're also using remdesivir to poison the population, to create more deaths, to create more panic, and steal more fear into the people so that they will push them toward the vaccine, push them toward hospitalization. That is the whole push here. And a final, final point from this uh, interview that, uh, that uh, Paul, um, what's his name, uh, Paul Craig Roberts makes is this. Authorities, including the FDA, knew in advance that there would be 110 different adverse reactions, including death, to the messenger RNA vaccine. And, and they go through this. They start talking about the, 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 all of these adverse reactions to the vaccines. The FDA knew in advance about these adverse reactions, uh, but covered it up. And Sam, that just... Now, let me make this very clear to you as well, ladies and gentlemen, for your understanding. I don't know if you know this, but most people believe that this um, remdesivir uh, is approved for use across the country in hospitals. It's under emergency youth use authorization okay so now you got the vaccines and you got this remdesivir and they're both under emergency use they're not tried and true at all they're not tried and true at all ladies and gentlemen they're no more legitimate than ivermectin or anything else they're downing just because they've given emergency authorization that doesn't mean anything the studies prove fauci is out in the weeds on this one out to lunch is a completely ignorant a dereliction of duty, or intentionally doing this. I believe the latter. You can choose what you want. But it is no um, accident that they've got emergency um, authorization for literally everything that takes you south, everything that sends you in the wrong direction. And I uh, believe Dr. Scott Bradley has pointed out a principle for some time that I want to highlight really quick here, Lowell, and that is this. Uh If there's one or two or three times in a long time where they make the wrong choice, you can say, hey, it's coincidence, it's accident, it's not intentional. But when you have step by step by step a march towards an agenda and they don't waver from it, at some point you've got to conclude it is not by mistake. It is not a coincidence. It is not an accident. They are not confused. Otherwise, how could they relentlessly pursue the goal with such steady vigor? And that's the real principle to be taught here. Absolutely right, Sam. Um, it's like when the founders uh, said that whenever a, a series of events evinces a train of abuses, or, or words to that effect, I'm just paraphrasing, trying to quote it from memory, but whenever uh, you know you notice a pattern, then you have to conclude that it's purposeful. It's, it's not by accident. It's, you know, it's not by chance. But and then realizing that it is purposeful, what King George was trying to do to them, then then you have to take appropriate action. So similarly, when, once we notice and and we have noticed, we are noticing. We're talking about it right now. Notice a pattern of abuse in our hospitals, right, by doctors and nurses who are in in most cases under the gun to do what the CDC recommends or to lose their licenses because of the, you know, the truth tellers, the, the people who actually are treating uh, COVID effectively, and there are thousands of them, by the way, people out there. And we, we listened to, to one of them just a couple of weeks ago at the health symposium here in Utah has, has treated 2,700 COVID patients, not a single death. 
among them. And so we do know that there are thousands of people out there being treated for COVID successfully. Um, uh, and, 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 but, 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 be, but, but every one of those truth tellers, they get, they lose their license. They get shut down. They get cast out from among the so-called holy class of doctors and, and nurses that are doing things the quote unquote right way, right? That's the pressure that's being exerted on big medicine today, right now. And it is causing the destruction, the deaths of thousands of people across our country, ruining families and bringing heartache and suffering to our, 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 uh, our fellow countrymen. And we, we have to realize that this is purposeful, just like Sam is saying. And we have to take action uh, uh, to, to combat this, Sam. That's the bottom line. You're, you're exactly spot on on this this uh, pattern that, that, that's uh, becoming clear now. Um, you got to ask this question, ladies and gentlemen. Ask this question. Why is there emergency use for remdesivir? Why is there an emergency use for it? Why is it the COVID treatment protocol in the U.S. or around the world for that matter? Why? It doesn't have any more track record of some of these others. In fact, it has a negative track record. But they keep pushing it. You got to ask why. I feel like Michael Scott in the office when I'm about to say this. But good morning. Well, should I say Vietnam? Or should I say good morning, Australia? Okay, you can look around the world and see their responses. And you can understand that we've got the same response. We're just on, what, the light version and they're on the turbo version? Is that about it? The same agenda in all these countries, <laughs> Lowell? That's what it looks like to me, Sam. Uh, aside from Internet spying and militarization of the, pol the riot police and the detention camps, well, everything is fine down under. <laughs> so, um, you know, the restrictions in Australia, as we turn to another article here, uh, this one by Alex Berenson, um, the restrictions in Australia during 2020 and also this year in 21, they were they seemed to work, you know, uh, until they didn't. <laughs> they earlier in the year Australians they would celebrate what they called Donut Days or days when zero COVID-19 cases were reported. And see, I work with a bunch of these guys down under, and I'm privy to the restrictions under which they've been working now for 18 months. And uh, we, 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 uh, it, it is not pretty what uh, they went through, nor is it pretty what they're going through now, Sam. We got a whole lot more to talk about with Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. 
My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, RonPaulInstitute.org, doing a phenomenal job on your radio every Monday. Fauci declares Rendesivir as the only treatment to be used in America. He mandated it for all hospitals. Rendesivir, FDA issues emergency youth authorization. Why emergency use? And why can't we use these other things in emergency use? Why don't they make um, oxygen a not controlled substance. I mean, why make oxygen a controlled substance if it's an emergency and people need oxygen and they're running to the hospital when they need oxygen? Why not let them get oxygen other ways? Maybe the hospitals wouldn't be overwhelmed if you did that. How dumb am I? Why is, and this is the other question that I have, why is remdesivir the only COVID treatment protocol? Why is that the only one? If it's all emergency use, all guess and, and who knows what, and we're not really sure, but we're going to try the best we can why not have other choices and other options and see which ones are helping people heal the most? Why not have competition saying, let's find the best solution for people? Hey, try ivermectin, give it emergency use. Try hydroxychloroquine, give it emergency use. Um, try all these different things and see which bubbles to the top. Why jettison everything else and say, well, we're going to put experimental use or emergency authorization for the vaccines and remdesivir. Why only that? And you say, good morning, Australia. And you kind of start to understand. They want to lock us down. They want to control us. They don't want people to get better. Lowell? Well, that's right, Sam, because the, the Australians been locked down basically 18 months and, uh, and, 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 and really been no complaints from citizens down there. In fact, the people I work with in my work who live in Australia, you know, they're fairly content. Um, believe it or not, to, to stay inside. They get to go out an hour a day. They can't go be more than, I think, five miles from their home. They have to return within the hour. They've got people patrolling the streets, uh, making sure that nobody breaks the, these, these laws, these regulations down. I mean, but and there's no pushback. That's the thing that's so, uh, I find so astonishing is that there's so very, very little pushback. Well, and in fact, the biggest complaints from Aussies, uh, that at least the ones I'm, I'm talking to down there, were that 
as the vaccines began to arrive this year in 21, um, uh, and, 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 you know, they, they were, their complaint was that they were not getting the messenger RNA vaccines fast enough into Australia. That was the most, that, the biggest complaint from citizens down under was they're, they're complaining against their government. Well, let me stop you there. That's because the citizens were deceived into thinking that was their only answers at first before the information broke through that we're trying to get through, right? Yeah, exactly right, because they think the vaccine's the panacea, and basically they thought it was their path to freedom, quote-unquote, path to freedom, as long as 70 to 80% of adults consented to the vaccinations, then the Aussies were going to be fine. That's what the Australian governments were promising them. And, and, and so as people began to get the vaccinated in large numbers, which happened this year, well, guess what happened, Sam? You know, and, and by the way, there, the wave of vaccines that hit Aussies, that hit Australia, came about mid-year, okay? They, they were behind the curve. Uh, Australian governments actually were um, uh, slow to, to bring the, the, the vaccines in, which is why Australians did not notice any problems until about June or July of this year. Well, uh, as these vaccinations, this wave of vaccinations hit the country, um, the numbers of cases in Australia just exploded. They went from like 10 cases a day in June. Now remember, they were celebrating donut days up until June. Uh, you know, there one, every now and then they would have a day when they had zero cases reported in Australia, and so they would celebrate, okay, it's a donut day. Don't, they chose donut because it's a big zero, you know, right? And, and, and then all of a sudden, after the vaccines were unleashed on the country, they went from 10 uh, cases a day in June to 40 cases a day in July to almost 2,000 cases a day this month, Sam. That's the explosion that they experienced since releasing these vaccines in Australia. In well, other words, ladies happened? and gentlemen, in other words, ladies and gentlemen, we have caught them at this. When you mm -hmm. release the vaccine and then it just explodes, you got to wonder why. When they mm -hmm. have remdesivir is the only treatment and people are dying and then we find studies where people are dying. At some point they can only deny the truth so long. Hey, in the study people died and the real release mandated by Fauci, everybody's dying. And then they say, oh, "Well, that means there's a pandemic." Everybody's dying. Well, of course they are. We're making all the wrong moves. And at some point with the research the frontline doctors have done, I mean, you've even got Kate Daly, who her, her husband almost died, figuring out the truth. You've got myself, Sam Bushman, who almost died, figuring out the truth. If we can figure this out and get well, how come they can't? Because at the top, yeah. they don't want to. They've got an agenda. And everybody else along the line is fearful. They've been given instructions. Your only choice, your only protocol is remdesivir. Remdesivir. Your only solution is the vaccines. Or maybe we'll do ant um, monoclonal antibodies. Maybe. If you can get them and, you know, there's rationing going on and everything else. Ron DeSantis in Florida had to push hard and go buy them from a foreign company out of Germany or something like this. Uh, Black, uh, GlaxoKline or whatever it is. Okay. GlaxoSmithKline. This is intentional, folks, and everything this whole hour that I want to focus on, everything points to it. The crackdown by Australia, the people are literally rioting in the country now because they had none. Celebrate Donut Day. Then the vaccine and the explosion. Now the people are pushing back going, wait a minute, we were lied to here. Lowell? Yeah, 
Yeah, and that's a big story. Um, Australia, of course, because they had so many cases uh, per day, they resorted to lockdowns. They basically locked their country down, and they're actually locking states down in Australia. So you can't go from one state to the next state in Australia. You, you're locked out. I mean, if you were off to a different state in Australia visiting family or something, you can't get back into your own state. They've locked you out. They, they've locked out foreigners, and they've, they've actually locked people in whatever state they're in. They can't move. You can't move back to your state, your home state, even if you wanted to. So they are locking down very hard. And so last week, thousands of people reportedly took to the streets of Melbourne, which is the capital of the state of Victoria, second largest city in Australia. About three-quarters of Victoria's six and a half million people live in greater Melbourne. Well, and in fact, the catalyst for that protest was that a vaccine mandate for all construction workers in Victoria. That was the catalyst. And so these construction workers, knowing that they were going to be out of work for two weeks, they they took to the streets, you know, and a lot of people joined them. And and but you know, Victoria, they cracked down. They deployed riot police. They firing rubber bullets, and they were beating protesters with their batons. <clears throat> the Victoria police, by the way, they have an arsenal of weapons at, at, at its disposal for quelling rowdy protesters. Uh, one of their go-to weapons of choice under these circumstances are pepper balls fired from uh, semi-automatic rifles which have die markers they can they can shoot the protesters and and then identify the protesters and arrest them after the melee right and so you go into a big fight everybody's running screaming fighting and and you've got these cops shooting these these markers pepper balls at protesters and then even after all of the fighting is over and, and people, you know, uh, you know, heading for, for safety, for cover, the police are able to go through and pick up and arrest all of the so-called uh, miscreants because they've been hit with these pepper balls. Doesn't matter if you were standing right beside somebody who is a violent or bad actor or uh, escalate or whatever you want to call it, a provocateur. Hey, if you're standing by them and you get it on you, you're guilty too. Or if they misfire and hit the wrong person because people are moving around or whatever, you're guilty too. A very ineffective, very, uh, in my opinion, violation of due process reality check going on. But it's all in Australia. It's all because the people realize they've been played for suckers. The mandates of getting the vaccinations along with the vaccines and the exploding uh, cases of coronavirus along with very limited treatments all under quote emergency use authorization uh people are starting to catch on that fauci the communist chinese and whoever else is in the swamp globally speaking the shadow government whatever you want to say they're behind this and the problem is they're getting desperate and they're making moves that expose their true hand and we're catching them at it every single day ladies and gentlemen i mean this is serious serious business um, America's really the, at a cr- go ahead, Lo. And then the big kicker here: the story in Australia doesn't end there. It, it, it what, what's happening is that the government is curtailing media access uh, there. In fact, Melbourne residents last week reported that their internet service had mysteriously ground to a halt. Well, it turns out that Australia just passed a law giving itself these incredible powers to spy on and control the internet. It's called the quote surveillance legislation amendment, end quote, bill. And the 
legislation allows Australian federal police to take over accounts in secret and then modify or delete the data of suspected offenders. And so this law just shows, Sam, how aggressively the government of Australia is going after truth tellers and people who want to tell the rest of the world what is happening there. It's the suppression of the story. It's, it's, it's uh, censorship, Sam. Very much in-your-face censorship. And in fact, it reminds me, remember the young woman we talked about down there under who was arrested? I don't know, it was probably six months ago now. She was arrested for posting on her Facebook page an invitation to come to a protest against the mask mandate. What did they do to her? They went into her house. They dragged her out of her house from her family and arrested her for simply posting on, you know, something on Facebook. And so, you know, the big difference between uh, the United States and Australia <clears throat> is that Australians, they gave up their guns 20, 30 years ago. I'm not sure when it was, but it's been several decades now. And the United States here, we haven't given up our guns. That's one big difference between why we're not seeing here the things that, that the people down under are seeing in Australia. They can't protest effectively there against the government because they don't have the firepower to do so. And when they try to get the story out through the media, their reports are being censored. They, they, they can't even post the stuff. They can't, they can't even get and it out I, and to I know the rest people of the think world. I know people think of Australia as a freedom-loving country like New Zealand or some of these other countries, England or whatever else, but a lot of these other countries don't have the checks and balances Americans have. They don't have the ability to back off government and use the people uh, effectively as we do. Americans are in charge if we use the Constitution properly. They don't have that in these other countries, Lowell. Great point, Sam, and that underscores the importance of our doing our part here in this country to preserve whatever freedom we have left and to fight back, reclaim peaceably the freedoms that we have lost. We can still do that. We have the numbers. We have the patriots. We just need to, to you know, get down and do it, Sam. That's, it's up to us. You and me and everybody who's listening, it's up to us to make, you know, make America great again with freedom. That's up to us. There you have it, ladies Sam? and gentlemen. Hour one in the can. Lowell has been gracious enough to come back for the second hour with us. So we'll be delighted for that. Wow. We've got so much to cover, so little time. Hang tight. Hour one on the can, hour two coming up. For Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, and Sam Bushman, libertyroundtable.com, nationally syndicated by lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Hour one on the can, hour two coming up. God save the republic. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for September the 27th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two. 
And our goal, steady as a rock, remains the same. That is to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we got a bunch of stuff to cover, man. I'm telling you right now, Lowell will be back in just a second. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. He was with me first hour. We talked about Good Morning Australia, an article talking about how the lockdowns in Australia are out of control. The protests and anger from the people as they riot in the streets, out of control. The mainstream press blocking the truth, making it very hard for folks to get a handle on what's really going on. The vaccines literally create an explosion of coronavirus. Uh, in Australia, they used to celebrate zero every day with donut days. Now they're basically going, oh, no, what's going on here? They're catching on to the fraud. Why on earth is remdesivir? Why is that the only treatment in America literally allowed? Why is FDA the FDA issuing an emergency use authorization? Emergency use authorization. Why? Why is Fauci declaring this is the only treatment in America? Why the only protocol? Right? It's serious, folks. You need to be aware. You need to be aware of remdesivir. Be aware of the mRNA vaccinations. And be aware of Fauci. Paul Craig Roberts highlights that piece. This is serious, folks. Uh, it's just scary to even think about. But a quick pause from the vaccine scare, from the panic-driven forced agenda by dark side of evil governments. Let's take a quick break from that and tell you some good news, right? <clears throat> we are excited to announce two new big events coming up at Liberty Hall in far west Utah. They're before the end of the year. Mark your calendars now for October 1st. And November 5th, they're both Fridays, October 1st and November 5th. So this Friday will be October 1st. Alex Newman will be speaking about your children and the abuses of government schools, etc. How to protect your children, what the solutions are, what the reality is. Uh, anyway, Alex Newman, a great, great speaker, well-known journalist, dear friend and more. LovingLiberty.net to get your tickets now to see Alex Newman this Friday, Liberty Hall, Far West. The second event you need to know about, put it on your calendar ASAP, November the 5th, a Friday as well. They're going to have an incredible Loving Liberty Ladies Night. Going to be awesome with dinner and a whole lot more. A special Thanksgiving kind of a dinner. They're going to be covering so many things that will just knock your socks off. Loving the truth is the general theme of the event. It's just going to be incredible. All right. Friday, November 5th at 6 p.m. A special dinner event by Loving Liberty Ladies. It's going to feature author Pam Openshaw, singer Karen Lynn Grant, uh, and artist Kendra Burton. It's an evening you won't want to miss, ladies and gentlemen. The tales are coming soon about the November event. Just know that you can get tickets, that you want to go for dinner, and you want to enjoy the wonderful festivities that night together with people in person. It's all happening at Liberty Hall in far west Utah. People come, believe it or not, uh, not only from Utah, but from states all around, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Nevada. Uh, some even come from Arizona and et cetera. Just tremendous stuff. If you want to learn more and keep an eye on what's going on with the events, 
lovingliberty.net is where you go, folks. The details are there. Uh, and the ability to purchase tickets there as well. All right, there's so much to cover, ladies and gentlemen. I want to really talk about this. We're talking about the coronavirus once again. Why are we talking about this just relentlessly? Because, ladies and gentlemen, people are literally dying. People are literally getting super sick. People are struggling from this. It is real. For those of you who tell you it's not real, just ask somebody who's been through it that got really sick, such as myself, and almost died, and you say, it is real. Let's not play games and say that it's not real. However, the real truth and the real problem is not so much the coronavirus. It's the reaction that our governments are having towards the coronavirus. All things that could get you well, they're rejecting. All things that ratchet up death and make you sicker, they're embracing. Yeah, the fact that they're not admitting where the coronavirus came from or how it came to be, very, very concerning. Peter Daszak and Anthony Fauci together, literally working on gain-of-function research to make it viral amongst people. Then it gets released into the population on purpose or by accident, hard to tell. But nevertheless, it was engineered in a lab, gain-of-function research dollars, testimony, prove it. Testimony by those who were involved, right? And now they've got gain-of-function bioweapons happening. And then they create the vaccine. To me, again, I don't know which gain-of-function weapon's worse. The, quote, disease intentionally created and released? That's my opinion to which I'm entitled. Or is it the vaccine, the, quote, supposed antidote? What do they say? Is the sometimes the cure worse than the disease itself? That's what you got to kind of start to wonder. But this is intentionally released. Every other option that could help people get well, they're not going for. Oxygen is a controlled substance in America. Did you know that, folks? I've told people this, and they're like, what? I didn't know that. Um, why is oxygen a controlled substance? You could say, well, Sam, it needs to be. There's not enough of it or whatever. What about when people have the coronavirus and they're sick and can't breathe? Why do we need a prescription to buy an oxygen concentrator is the question. Huh? They say oxygen hazards. Is oxygen a drug per the FDA? Yes, the FDA regulates compressed oxygen as a prescription drug. Yeah. Think about that, folks. Why? And if they're going to do emergency, right? If they're going to do emergency on all this stuff, like emergency use authorization for vaccines, emergency use authorization for uh, remdesivir, if all that's emergency use, couldn't you do emergency? We're we're not going to have a controlled substance. For oxygen is the is oxygen a drug per the FDA yes yes it is and you got to ask why and of all the things that you could do wouldn't you say let's emergency authorization make vaccine available to more people couldn't you just call a doctor the doctor get on the phone and say yes 
I think you got COVID or upon COVID positive test, you just instantly get oxygen without a prescription or can't be, there be some way to provide relief unless people just going to the hospital every time they can't breathe. Why all these emergency authorization for hardcore drugs that are proven not safe or effective emergency use authorization for vaccines that aren't safe or effective that are bioweapons against the people. All that's approved supposedly, but yet oxygen it's so dangerous, by golly, you can't emergency approve that for people. I mean, people don't even know, is oxygen a drug per the FDA? Answer, yes. How many people even know that? It's, it, it's bizarre. Yes, the FDA regulates compressed oxygen as a prescription drug. Yeah. And believe it or not, the production processing of it is subject to 21 CFR parts 210 and 211. They say, however, it doesn't even fit in very well. Because of the nature of oxygen, it doesn't even fit in very well for that. See, it's just crazy. But I don't understand. I don't understand, ladies and gentlemen, how they don't emergency authorize making it easier to get oxygen, right? I just don't understand that. There are other solutions that can make a big difference. For example, you can go to these, I don't know what they're called. One of the companies is named Drip. And uh, these are, they're these IV companies that can come to your home or come to your place of business or wherever you are if you're sick, and they can give you an IV. They're nurses, they're, they're uh, certified um, what do they call those people that take blood and deal with blood? Um, shoot. Anyway, I don't remember the name of them right now. But these people are, are, are professionals that are licensed to go ahead and give you IVs and such. And you can get these people to come to your home or whatever and give you uh, large doses of vitamin C and vitamin D uh, and zinc. Uh, a lot of times they can do other um, other things to help hydrate you. Uh, lactated ringers is one of the terms that are used there's a lot of things they can do for you uh, those are solutions how come none of that's being mentioned to, to people why don't we get nurses rather than having them wear themselves out in the hospitals to come to people's homes with oxygen with hydration with other things that can help people not end up in the hospital in the first place and deal with um deal with uh coronavirus why because they have an agenda ladies and gentlemen their agenda is to make you sick and die. And then to use the pandemic to literally steal your rights from you in a communist coup. Oh, did I mention the release of this? Backed by Fauci and others in your tax dollars was released by the communist Chinese? Oh, yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah, it is a communist coup. That's my opinion to which I'm entitled. Quick pause on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. 
So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I've got a lot of questions about this coronavirus scenario. And so many things to me just don't make sense. Why put on emergency use authorization? Only the vaccine and only remdesivir. Why? When so many other things have so many positive effects, you can get thousands of people that have had ivermectin uh, and docycycline or have had... um, uh, monoclonal, monoclonal antibodies or whatever you call those things and or a variety of other things, right? Um, why? Why are none of these other options available? Why, when you can't breathe, you got to go to the hospital? When you're way dehydrated is when you go to the hospital. Those are the two probably biggest reasons people end up in the hospital. But you know what? Oxygen's a drug per the FDA, they regulate compressed oxygen as a prescription drug. They control literally the processing and the production. It's regulated by 21 CFR, parts 210 and 211. Even though oxygen doesn't even fit in very well to the description of that, that's where they've controlled it. Why control oxygen? And especially in an emergency situation when you know so many people need it. Why go to the hospital and spend so much money and crowd the hospitals and overwhelm the hospitals only to eventually send people home and give them an oxygen uh, concentrator prescription? Why? Why not let them not go to the hospital in the first place and leave the hospital for those who really need it? Many, if they get hydration and hydration and oxygen, could power through. Right? Why not train the public to do things? that could help them because they don't want to. And this is where I get this evidence, this proof. But the more doctors that speak out for personal reasons, the more we get the evidence and the truth we need as well. Let me give you an example. We talked about this doctor um, speaking out about the problems with the treatments 
and the concern about remdesivir. One doctor spoke out the most about this. His name is Dr. Brian Artis. A-R-D-I-S, Brian Artis. And Brian Artis now is explaining how the COVID-19 protocols, that would be vaccines or remdesivir, he explains how the COVID-19 protocols that hospitals are forced, that hospitals are required to follow, are literally killing patients, including his own father-in-law. Lowell Nelson, think about this. I went back to this article where they talk about Brian Artis, the doctor. He's literally uh, on Bridie on TV now with the show, uh, along with us and many others. I'm on Bridie on TV with Sheriff Richard Mack as well. Um, it's, it's, it's Mike and um, Alan, Alan Keyes uh, cool. doing this, and Mike the Health Ranger, Mike Adams, who uh, sponsor and run Bridie on TV. But we're on Bridie on TV, and so is this Dr. Brian Artis. And Brian Artis basically says, look, they're killing people. They even killed his own father-in-law. And that's why he's speaking out, because this has become personal. And the more testimonies we get from physicians and, and, and scientists and people in the medical realm, and the more testimonies we get from people like me and Kate Daly's husband and others who have been sick and who have been forced to go to these unique protocols, <clears throat> the more evidence we have that there is a massive intention here. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you heard, but oxygen is a drug per the FDA. Yes, the FDA regulates compressed oxygen as a drug, and the production processing of that compressed air drug is controlled by 21 CFR parts 210 and 211. Even though it doesn't fit in very well, because oxygen doesn't follow the normal properties of drugs, they've done this. And what I've mentioned is, why don't they allow people to get hydration via these traveling IV centers? Why don't they allow people to get oxygen and allow people to do a lot of these things that could prevent them from overwhelming the hospitals? If they're genuinely concerned about the hospitals being overwhelmed, if they generally want people to get well, if we're going to emergency authorize all these other things, meaning the vaccine or remdesivir, remdesivir, why not say for a temporary time or even for permanent oxygen is not a controlled substance anymore why not make these things available and the only answer you can come to is because they don't want people to get well everything that can help you is shut down and everything that can hinder you or uh, is ratcheted up lol it's beyond imagination well and it's also the money involved too it's like social engineering um, you know, the, the government gives money, more money to hospitals if they treat a COVID patient than, and, than some other, some other illness. And so they go to great lengths to, to, uh, to make sure, I, I mean, to, to get you to, to take the test so that they can declare that you are COVID because that means more money for the hospital administration. So, you know, you know, it, it's, and, and, and so there's a money, monetary incentive. It's a perverse incentive. But they're doing it. But once you get that determination made, now you follow a different protocol. They don't follow the flu, the flu protocol. They don't follow the pneumonia protocol. They follow the COVID protocol. Well, and, and, of course, that means more money for the hospital. It means less uh, healthful outcome for the patient. But, but they, they, don't, they, they, they don't seem to care. They are under the thumb of uh, the CDC, right? We talked about this last hour where big medicine today is under the thumb of the CDC. And if they don't follow the protocols that are recommended by the, the 
body. Now, I realize that the CDC is not not necessarily governmental, but it, it's acting as such. If they don't follow the protocols specified by the CDC, then these doctors, these nurses, they can they can lose their licenses. They can be put out of practice. They can lose their jobs. They're they're in, and of course, it'd be great if they did. But but I'm just saying that's what they're working against. And because it's an incredible intense pressure being exerted upon them, that's why they 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 make these diagnoses this way. And um, you know they get the money from it, and they hurt people. They they're hurting lives, and they're killing people with this protocol. This protocol, the COVID protocol, is designed to kill people, which will instill more fear, more panic among the population, which will push more people toward hospitalization, more people toward the vaccines, and it's a it's a downward cycle, Sam. And the headline I just got to make your point about money, Pfizer. Set to make billions on boosters. Mm. Think about that. Pfizer, set to make billions on boosters. Uh, But again, this just points to what I'm saying, though. Everything they're doing uh, goes against everything we know and we've learned. And more and more people are starting to stand up. That's the only good news. What we've got kind of is a race to the finish line, though, Lowell. Are they going to really force tyranny on all of us, like Australia? Or are we going to push back and stop them? Are they going to force, as Biden mandated us, if you work for a company with over 100 employees, to be either tested all the time, which isn't feasible, they know it, um, or to be vaccinated or lose your job? Or if Fauci has his way, he just wants a vaccination pure and simple, not just for your employment, for everything. You can't do anything without a vax card. You're just locked down in America. That's where Fauci has admitted he wants to go. Are we going to allow this to happen in America, ladies and gentlemen? It's a serious question. But you know what? Jeff Harris writes an incredible article that kind of points out this crossroads, Lowell. Well, he certainly does. Uh, And the great thing about this article that struck me right off the bat was that the Bayer Pharmaceutical Company began producing aspirin in 1897. That's 124 years ago, folks, where aspirin began to be uh, produced, right? And we've got 124 years of experience with aspirin, the risk factors, the benefits, all of this, right? And if you go to Harvard Health Publishing, you learn that it is not a good idea for everyone to take aspirin, right? This simple, tiny, simple pharmaceutical drug called aspirin. They, they openly declare it's not a good idea for everybody to take it. <clears throat> Quote, Here's Dr. Christopher Cannon saying, everyone assumes that aspirin is harmless, he says, but it's not. For some, the downsides of aspirin, which is mainly gastrointestinal bleeding, he writes, outweigh its benefits, end quote. Interesting. Now, note, now compare that with the vaccine, for example. We are getting lectured every day about taking the COVID vaccine every day. Tremendous pressure being exerted on us by the President of the United States, saying if you work for a company with more than 100 people, you have to take the vaccine or you at least have to get tested every week, right? Think of that and compare that with the simple, very simple drug called aspirin. And, 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 and the doctors in the Harvard Medical School, they all say it's not for everybody. Then why in the heck is the COVID vaccine being recommended for everybody, Sam? That's the question. 
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It just proves to the intentional that I'm pointing to. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been had. We better speak out and stand up. We better use the checks and balances of the Constitution. Other countries don't have that blessing. We do. Let's use it. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Several souls have been lost as an Amtrak train derails near Joplin, Montana, in the north-central part of the state. The westbound train with eight cars and two engines was en route from Chicago to Seattle when it left the tracks about 4 p.m. Saturday. In all, 147 passengers were aboard. The NTSB is investigating. Georgia Senate candidate Herschel Walker discussed the America of today Saturday at President Trump's Save America rally in Georgia. One American News caught up with Mr. Walker at the rally. Years ago, not too many people got involved with politics, but that just shows that people care about this country, that people care about this state. I think the turnout is absolutely incredible. The center-left Social Democrat Party, or SDP, clinched a narrow victory in Germany's historic federal election on Sunday. It's a political comeback for the SPD, making its way for Chancellor candidate Olaf Scholz to form a new government coalition and lead Europe's largest economy into the post-Merkel era. USA Radio News. Oh, according to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. That means that 82% of you listening right now will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, 82% of you will recall that ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. And 82% of you will note that you can try ZipRecruiter for free today. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash find. 82% of you will keep in mind that ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified people for your job and actively invites them to apply. Scott, is that you? Who are you talking to? <sighs> 82% of you will also know that I, um, live with my mom. But the most important thing to note is that ZipRecruiter works. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Will you be part of the 82% who remember where you can try ZipRecruiter for free? It's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Again, that exclusive link is ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. As the government continues to get larger and larger, a new office is proposed to investigate UFOs and determine if they're a threat to the United States. Jeremy Scott from the Oregon USA Radio News Bureau has the details. If the 2022 National Defense Authorization Act is enacted, a new office would have to be created no later than 180 days to investigate unidentified flying objects. In a defense funding bill passed by the House of Representatives, it includes a provision that would establish the office to investigate sightings in the skies. It would also evaluate links between such phenomena and foreign governments, try to figure out whether the sightings serve as a threat to the United States, and report on the phenomena each year to Congress, with the first report due no later than December 31st, 2022. The office would replace a task force established last year by the Pentagon. There will be a rocket launch today at 2.12 p.m. Eastern from Vandenberg Space Force Base in California. It will deliver an Earth monitoring satellite. USA Radio News. Back to your live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, doing a phenomenal job on your radio. We're talking about this situation where Pfizer is set to make billions on boosters. America at the crossroads 
liberty or tyranny, writes Jeff Harris. And that's really where we are, Lowell. And I, I, I think that people need to push back on this. If they can get it done with vaccines, they will. If they can't, more deaths will ensue. They'll ensure it. And if they can't get it done even with more deaths ensuing in the coronavirus, they'll throw climate change into the mix to push the envelope. This is where they are. They're going for broke. It's a race to the finish line. Lowell? Boy, it sure seems like that, Sam. You know, I'm reminded of that phrase, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Um, you know, the side effects of the COVID vaccines are very sobering, Sam. Through September 17th, that's just 10 days ago, there have been reported to the CDC's adverse uh, um, event reporting data system database there over 725,000 adverse events, <clears throat> including... Over now, let me stop you 000. there. Let mm-hmm. me stop you there. 700 plus thousand adverse events. With a fraction of that in the past, they've taken any vaccine off the market without even a blink. They've just said, no, we're not doing it. The penalties are too high. For some reason with this one, they don't care. Well, again, and more proof right. that it's intentional. Not only is this... Um, uh, th- what you said is true there, but the number, 725,000, is actually a low uh, number. As you reported last week, the number of adverse events that get reported to the CDC's uh, database is grossly understated because, you know, it, you know, nurses and doctors complain, well, it takes a half hour for me to enter this information. This database was designed this way on purpose because they didn't want adverse events reported for vaccines, and this database was created 30 years ago, by the way, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a relic, it's a prehistoric dinosaur in terms of, uh, of uh, software, and so it turns out that most events are not even being reported uh, to the CDC. Uh, there was a Yale study, I think, in 2008 that found out that, that, that about 90% of adverse events are not even being reported to the CDC. So this number, 725,000 adverse events, is being, you know, sent, you know, just the beginning of the year through September 17th, which is about, what, uh, eight months, um, eight and a half months, over 725,000 adverse events uh, have been reported to the CDC, including over 15,000 deaths, over 7,200 heart attacks, over 2,100 miscarriages. Think of the damage than the carnage being done by COVID-19 vaccine um, and, and being reported to the CDC. And so it just goes to underscore this point that we're at a very precarious point right here in America. Are we going to, to push back against this tyranny? Are we going to successfully push this back? And uh, or are we going to just comply? I mean, that's and, and so Jeff writes, he ends his article this way, he says, the fact is this madness will not blow over if we just try to get through it and passively go along with the flow. He says, this truism, a bully is never stopped by compliance, but by resistance. Peaceful resistance is preferable. By simply refusing to comply with the tyrannical edicts, we drain them of power. But Americans are well armed, unlike the U.K. and unlike Australia, <clears throat> In last sentence, he says, the tyrants know that pushing freedom-loving Americans too far could end their reign of terror. We have the numbers on our side, provided enough of us are willing to say, no, I will not comply. 
we have the power to stop this, Sam. The only question is, will enough of us uh, stand up and do that? That's the big question. Now, the problem is it seems like every <laughs> large organization is going along with this, whether it be churches, whether it be hospitals, whether it be doctors and physicians or nurses or whatever organizations. <laughs> it's the individuals that are standing up and they're getting their reputations and their, their uh, credibility slaughtered because of the dishonest reporting, et cetera. Uh, but this is really uh, important to understand. I mean, it, even people who you think would stand against this are not. It is shocking. America is at a crossroads, liberty or tyranny, ladies and gentlemen. And you're in the mix. I'm telling you that right now. But let's talk about who the real terrorists are. Gary D. Barnett writes, playing into the hands of the real terrorists among us. I think this puts the, uh, I think it drives the nail straight, <laughs> is all I can say, lol. <laughs> Boy, I couldn't agree more, Sam. This Gary D. Barnett, um, he's a he's a he's a, a deep thinker, and I love the 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 yeah. His, I love how he connects the dots, and so he he says this, Sam. He writes this. This he says, quote: This is not about any virus. It is about a communistic takeover of society, in order to achieve global control of all monetary systems, all property, and all people. The end game, comma, if the people en masse do not soon dissent, comma, will be the creation of a complex technocratic system run by the claimed elite few at the top of the power pyramid. A two-tiered system is sought. The master class and their entourage of partners and enforcers, comma, and a slave class of all those left after the genocidal attack that is coming to fruition due to the deadly bioweapon that is the COVID vaccine, every new shot, every new booster will be another nail in the coffin of humanity. This is, he writes, a massive conspiracy, not a theory, and one that has been planned for decades. It is now on the verge of success. After many years of failed attempts to gain global control, depopulation through death and sterilization is already underway. And the only way to stop it is to eliminate the division and infighting amongst those willing to fight back. Avoid the herd mentality of collectivism. Stand together as individuals against these tyrannical enemies of freedom. And dissent disobey, and just say no to any and every unlawful order. End of quote. Sam, it is sobering, but it is true. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a massive conspiracy, not a theory, and it's one that has been planned for decades. It's now on the verge of success after many years of failure. Failed attempts to gain global control. <clears throat> their goal, depopulation, death, sterilization. The problem is they're showing their evil hand. They're so desperate now that I believe they're showing their evil hand. Lol. Gary Barnett's right about this. This is not about any virus. It's about a communistic takeover of society.
in order to achieve global control of all monetary systems, all property, and all people. They want the few at the top of the power grid. They want the rest of us as slaves. Uh, I don't even know how to respond to this, Lowell, and I hate to repeat what you just said, but I wanted to repeat it because it's, if we don't soon descend, we'll be uh, the slaves of this complex technocratic system they're creating. There you have it. So I know I've repeated what you said, but I want people to really understand this. You got the master class and then their entourage of partners and enforcers. Then you got the slave class of all those left after their genocidal attack. It's well, coming to it fruition right now, Lol. It is. It's coming to fruition right before our very eyes. And it reminds me, Sam, that of what uh, Paul said in the in in the New Testament uh, that we 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 don't war against human adversaries. We are warring against the the great deceiver. We're warring against the adversary. Right. That's that's our real enemy in this fight. He wants to enslave all people. That's his goal. He wants our death. He wants our destruction. He wants us to be miserable and to suffer. Um, he is not out. He is not looking out for your happiness. And he is the one that 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 is waging war upon humanity, Sam, all around this planet. And the powers that are arrayed against us have never been greater. They've never been stronger than they are right now. And we have to re-enthrone our God if we expect uh, to hope to win this battle we need to return to our Lord Jesus Christ and worship him in order to win this war against the great adversary against the great deceiver Sam you gotta dissent you gotta disobey and you gotta just say no Lowell Nelson with me Liberty Roundtable Live continues Final segment in seconds. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West. 
at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Ladies and gentlemen, we have told you for the last two hours about the massive conspiracy, not a theory, one that has been planned for decades that was on the brink of failure so many times but now might have success. Their goal is to sterilize everybody, to create depopulation, to kill. This is not about any virus, ladies and gentlemen. It's about a communistic takeover of our society. They want to achieve global control of everything, including you and your children, ladies and gentlemen. But we want to spend the last final segment talking about people who are pushing back. Because Gary Barnett basically says, listen, we've got to uh, uh, disobey every unlawful order. We've got to stop these tyrannical enemies of freedom. We've got to dissent and just say no. Well, there's people that are starting to push back. As you know, there's riots in Australia, the mainstream press being blocked uh, or blocking it and won't tell you about it, etc. But there's two people that are fighting back. Obviously, Sam and Lowell are two of them. But there's two other people that are fighting back that we want to highlight today. One guy's name is Sean Fredrickson. He's a resident of San Diego, California. And he boldly confronts the county health officer with her own published statistics that prove she is lying about the number of COVID deaths in her county. Sean's the citizen, lives there, and here's the confrontation. Good morning, supervisors. Uh, thank you for, for being here, listening to us. Uh, before I, I go further, though, I'd like to address Ms. Wilma Wooten and that propaganda that you were sharing. This, this is not factual. We've actually... Uh, being that we are not Cuba yet or North Korea, we still have access to the Internet. And it's beautiful because your department has done a fantastic job of documenting the deaths in this county. So what I've done is taken that information which you've provided to, uh, to ensure that I'm an informed citizen and I know when you're lying. So here we go. Uh, April 2021, there were 147 people who died in this county. Whatever the positive tests say with this PCR test, which we know to be unscientific and be used at 45 thresholds, which makes these positive tests false positives. We know this, and we also know that 147 people died in this county in, in the month of May. Or uh, forgive me, April. So let's go to May. How many people died in May? Miss Wilma Wooten was talking about how all these people are dying. 54. We had 54 deaths in the county of San Diego. I don't care about the positives because obviously the PCR test is bunk and we know that. So let's go back to the deaths because that's hard evidence that we can use. In the month of June, how many deaths did we have, Nathan Fletcher? 80. How many residents are in this county? 3 million? 3.3 million residents in this county, and we're using propaganda that Wilma Wooten is using from the PCR test that we know that has been tested to be bunk because we've had 80 people die in this county. How many rights are we going to take away before we look at the facts? We know what you're trying to do. There are good supervisors up here that are trying to fight for freedom, like the Constitution, but where are the rest of you? 
Why are you silencing people and using this jargon to scare us into submission? When are you going to speak the truth, Wilma? We're calling you out. Because we, the citizens of America, are tired of these lies. We get lied to regularly. We're used to these lies. Who's going to stand up for the truth? There you have it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you right now, more Americans are standing up and confronting the lies. They're confronting the dishonesty. They're confronting the manipulated statistics. They're asking real questions like I've been asking on the radio the whole time. Why is oxygen a controlled substance? And if we're going to use emergency use authorization, why not say, hey, we're going to let people have oxygen if they need it? You might have some control. You might say, hey, as long as the doctor says yes, etc. cetera. Uh, but why, how can we? Well, they're lying. And Sean Fredrickson, a resident, literally drills in and confronts them. Now, the mainstream press reports this and says this. The anti-vaxxers took over the San Diego meeting. Lowell, do you want to respond to that? <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's a fantastic story. I love the young man who brought that, uh, that uh, brought the fight back to the, the, the board, the commission, whoever he was talking to there. In fact, it reminds me that uh, just a few short months ago, that someplace back in New York, there was a controller. This is a county level again, a county level position, basically the treasurer of the county or something, and in charge of the fine schedule and, and, and the payment of, of fines, you know. And so when the health department was fining all of these businesses for failure to, you know, you know, put up plastic barriers or to require mask, masking of their patrons or whatever, they they were, were fined these horrendous fees, like $1,000 a day or $1,500 a day, whatever. Well, this controller, he put out a new fee schedule, and he said, look, anybody fined over like $1,000, you have 10 years to pay. <laughs> and if you're fined more than $10,000, you have 100 years to pay or whatever. And then he said, if the health department doesn't quit this uh, shenanigans, I am going to shut down their accounts. And so there is a, a, a courageous controller in some county in New York who who said, and, and he shut him down. He 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 stopped the the uh, this uh, this tyrannical regulation of businesses in his county simply because he took a stand. A one person took a stand in a county and shut down the nonsense going on at, by the health department in that county. So these are courageous people, Sam. I applaud these people, and I'm so glad that you brought the to to to. to uh, to, uh, uh, brought to today the Sean Fredrickson story. Wonderful story, Sam. New York City, for example, collected a billion dollars in fines last year alone. So you're starting wow. to see more and more and more governments just flat out. Well, the founding fathers in the Declaration of Independence called it eating out our substance, right? Uh, anyway, this county, this New York County controller that you mentioned responds to critics as well. So they criticize this controller big time for standing up. But the controller has the chops to push back. It's New York County controller responds to critics after helping businesses hit by coronavirus, responds to the fines. Uh, it's a Fox News piece that kind of highlights this. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> it's hard to even understand how many fights are going on at the same time, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, well, it's just, it just crazy. It, 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 it tells us that one person can do wonderful things. I mean, 
one person can do terrible things. You know, if you've got a health director that enforces these mandates, it's terrible. But if you've got somebody like this controller to stand up and, and, and uh, put an end to the nonsense, wonderful things can happen. So it just shows you the power of an individual, Sam. We need more people at the local levels exerting this kind of righteous uh, authority, putting down this nonsense, Sam. That's what we need. All right, I'm a researcher as well as a talk show host, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you what I did while Lowell was talking. I found the article, Fox News, Erie County, New York. Controller, the guy's name is uh, Stefan Machadjalul. Machel, I don't know how to say his last name. Anyway, Stefan M. <laughs> anyway, he spoke out about criticism he's received after establishing long-term installment plans for businesses hit by the coronavirus fines in his county, he used his powers as controller to strip the Erie County Health Department of the power to collect and demand cash for such fines, instead directing them to his office and putting them on a 20 to 100-year payment plan. Uh, anyway, there you have it. That's uh, the story that Lowell was referring to. And I just added it to the notes so you know the county, you know the controller's name, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so there you have that. Another gentleman fighting back. And I mentioned we had two stories of good fighting back people. Now we have three, thanks to Lowell on the fly, putting that one together for us. There's a guy by the name of Joseph Lavdavo. Ladapo, Ladapo, actually. Ladapo. Ladapo. All right. I'm, so, yeah. I'm not good at pronouncing names like Lowell. It's Ladapo. Anyway, this third guy is fighting back, too, Lul. Well, and the only reason I know how to pronounce his name is because I listened to the news conference. This happened just last Tuesday, Sam. The Florida Governor DeSantis appointed Joseph Latipo to be his uh, uh, Surgeon General. Apparently in Florida they have a state Surgeon General. And this Joseph Latipo is a young man. He's uh, about 30. He looks like about 35 years old. Uh, a, 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 a black man, wonderful gentleman, well-educated, uh, wonderful gentleman. I, I just can't say enough about him in, in his comments. But in his comments last week... Wait a Tuesday, minute. We are trying him, to say in the mainstream press that you're a racist and you hate everybody. How come you're promoting this black man? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, because he's got the truth? And because he's, he's an American just like we are? And the truth is we're fighting this together, every one of us? Is that why? <laughs> oh, good point. So, yeah. All right, keep going, sir. <laughs> in his comments last Tuesday, he, he spoke boldly in favor of freedom and against using health fear-mongering, including the overstating of dangers from, from coronavirus as an excuse to violate individual rights. He said first, Sam, that he was not going to use fear in his policy making. That was the first great statement he made. He made it early in his in his talk, which I found very refreshing because it reminded me of what John Adams said to over 200 years ago. He said that fear is the foundation of most governments. And, and I think we discussed several weeks ago, Sam, how emotion reduces one's ability to think logically. Well, fear is one of the most powerful emotions. And, it, and moving the citizenry to a state of fear is really key in a government's ability to achieve its tyrannical agenda. And, and as you look around us today, Sam, the fear that's all around us, we're being fed a constant diet of fear. we got fear of the virus, fear of the unmasked, 
fear of terrorists, fear of illegal immigrants, fear of people uh, who are too religious, fear of people who are not religious enough, fear of extremists, fear of the government, fear of those who fear the government. I mean, the list just goes on and on. And so this, this strategy that they're employing is so simple, yet so effective. The best way to control a population is through fear and discord, because fear makes people stupid, Sam. It really does. And so anyway, so that's why I, I highlight that his very first point out of his mouth was we are not going to use fear. We're not going to govern in, in this state based on fear. That's not what we're going to do. So, so anyway, Lat Latipo said several times that he would not infringe on people's freedoms. He signed the Great Barrington Declaration, by the way, and when he was asked about it, he said, we need to respect human rights. People do have autonomy over their lives, end of quote, <laughs> right? So great, great comments, great response to the questions there. And, uh, in fact, earlier in his comments, he said this, Sam, he said, quote, hopefully we will set an example for other states around the country and maybe even further than that, end of quote. So Latipo, his example uh, can can demonstrate that there is a viable course of action for people in similar positions that does not depend on inducing panic and employing force. Sam, that's the bottom line. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. The final segment, three examples of folks fighting back. Just exactly what Gary Barnett says we need to do. Americans need to stand for the truth. Americans need to stand up and call a halt to the con game. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, we can make a difference, ladies and gentlemen. We can stand up for the supreme law of our land, the Constitution. We can demand checks and balances. We can hold them accountable. We can insist on, insist on transparency. We can focus on the real science, not the science they lie and claim. Science, when properly applied, can be our true friend. Don't forget that either. Thanks for being alongside for the ride, ladies and gentlemen. Pray for those who are sick. Stand against those who are tyrannical. And stand for the sacred cause of liberty, will you please? For Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman, God save the Republic of the United States of America.